Welcome to Make Account, Living a Legacy Life, where we invest in what matters most, people and God, all for heaven's sake. I'm Sue Donaldson, speaker, author, and creator of WelcomeHeart.com, which invites you to know and show the welcoming heart of God. We all long for a life that matters, to give ourselves away for the next generation, to invest in things that will outlive us, and as my pastor said recently, to age intentionally and strategically. No matter what age or stage we are in, we are all growing older. There is no stopping that train. But we want to grow something besides old. Thank you for joining me on Make Account, Living a Legacy Life. I'm so excited to introduce to you my friend Molly Zagrani. She is with Crew with the U.S. branch. And we've known each other, I don't know, 10 years since you moved to San Francisco, yeah, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And I've always found her to be such a sweet friend. Um, not just sweet, but she's wise. And uh, when she asked me, well, what do you want me to say? I go, well, just be yourself because I know that people will uh, gain uh, some wisdom and insight into their own lives perhaps or how you live your life will be something that mm-hmm. they can emulate. So um, let's start by Molly, just tell me a little bit about yourself and about your family. It's so great to know you. Um, And yes, I know you because I moved here to San Luis Obispo 10 years ago with my husband, David, and my two kids. So right now, my son is at San Diego State. He's a sophomore. My daughter's a senior at Slow High. And um, I, let's see, we met through church. And our family came to Slow because we work with crew, as you mentioned, which is the U.S. Uh, ministry of Campus Crusade for Christ. And I've worked with crew for almost 30 years. Oh my. My, I'm in the middle of my 29th year with crew. We've I've started um, in Los Angeles. I've worked all over the Southwest, but um, this is the place I've been the longest. Well, you and, David, work, you, yeah. you and David have a unique ministry. It's not uh, just with students. Right. Yeah. We are not just chasing freshmen around. We <laughs> actually reach out to faculty. So our um, mission is to um, help, um, I want to say mobilize, but that sounds so technical, but to like inspire um, Christian faculty to see themselves as um, the hands and feet of Jesus on the campuses where they work. Hmm. Um, And also to help equip them to share their own faith and their relationship with God with their peers. Have you found that that has been satisfying to you personally, or have you been excited about it, or has it been yes. challenging? Um, I all of those things. Um, <laughs> I think that working with faculty was a surprise. I didn't even know that Crew had such a ministry um, until we had some friends that were doing it, and. Uh, but then the light bulbs went off. Uh, duh, the university is made up of faculty and students and students are like the tourists. You know, they come through for a few <laughs> years, they use the resources and they leave. But the faculty are there and they're shaping the ideas, they're writing the textbooks, um, they're shaping the culture of the campus. So um, it's been really, um, it's different. It's adult ministry. It's not working with impressionable young kids that you know, or just learning how to live on their own. It's working with people who have strong opinions about how life is and why they think what they think, but they still are human beings who um, need the Lord and 
um, I want to say uh, the ground is equal at the foot of the cross. You know, people mm-hmm. can have PhDs, but we all have needs in our lives. Very true. Very true. Mm-hmm. Well, you, as you know, my uh, podcast, the theme is leaving a legacy and having a legacy. And, and uh, if we think about it, we, we all have one and we're all leading a life of legacy. But uh, mm-hmm. I personally don't think about what I'm passing on every day by the way that I behave or the way I think mm-hmm. or the way that I speak. And so that's why I wanted to start this. And mm-hmm. so um, what legacy do you personally want to pass down, not just to your children, but because they're just about gone, even mm-hmm. though we keep continue influencing our young adult children, mm-hmm. uh, the formative years are, are gone for you. And so mm-hmm. what legacy, don't say, well, I wish I would have done that, but what do you really mm-hmm. want even now as they grow up? And then also the people mm-hmm. around you in ministry, as well as your mm-hmm. neighbors. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this. At first, I was really intimidated by the question because <laughs> I think it makes you kind of think, oh no, I don't have a legacy, you know. But uh we all do. You're right. You're so right, Sue. We all are leaving a legacy and it it'd be I appreciate the opportunity to be intentional about thinking about what it is. Um and then I was talking to a friend the other day and I just started to tear up and I thought, you know, I think what I really want people to know, like at my memorial service <laughs> Or if I heard people talking about who I was and they didn't know I was listening, I think I'd hope that somewhere in there would be, wow, she really wanted people to know that Jesus loves them. Mm -hmm. That I think I would want the knowledge of the love of God to be part, some aspect of my legacy. That by words and deeds, people would know that God is real that he and that he loves them and it's not a mushy emotional oh you're so cute kind of love but it's a the whole universe was created intentionally to show the depth and the breadth of his love for for people do you feel that the word because the word love has been used so much that it's difficult to really um share that legacy in a reality in a real way with someone even an adult to say that oh god loves you mm-hmm. you know yes i think that is people can just so easily poo poo that mm-hmm. <laughs> that's nice for you mm-hmm. um have you ever had someone say well i don't believe in god so that really doesn't oh of to me. course <laughs> yes yeah so what's the next step um, in leaving the legacy then if they don't even believe in god I, well, that's a good question. I think I believe in God and it's not just, um, because I feel about it. I think there's a lot of evidence to say that God is real. And so if that's true and God really is loving and pursuing people, then I don't think I have to worry if someone says, well, I don't believe in God, so that doesn't matter. I've delivered my message and I want to continue to live it out. Mm-hmm. And it's God's job to pursue them. Jesus says he came to seek and to save the lost. And I get to be part of that mission, mm-hmm. but my, I am not the be all end all of that mission. It doesn't start with me and it won't end with me. Mm-hmm. How are you currently doing this? I know that's a big question. Yeah. I mean, so I get the privilege of doing it 
with my working hours. So in my ministry with crew, um, I mean, just, it was really sweet. Last week I had a small group with a couple of faculty women and one of them was really struggling and the other two just jumped in and just started encouraging her really appropriately, not in a giving advice kind of way, but identifying with her pain and loving her. And I thought there it is right there. God's love is being shown and shared among these women who already know the Lord, but are reinforcing these truths in the tricky situation. And and I felt like all I did was bring them together. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to say a bunch of stuff. I just needed to bring them together. But then I think, um, you know, you talked about family. I think in my family, it is interesting as my kids leave home you're right the formative years are kind of done but i i feel this deep responsibility to really live what i believe because now my kids have a critical eye Mm -hmm. and they can absolutely identify my hypocrisy or where i fall short and so i feel like the adventure is just beginning of having that adult relationship with my kids where we talk about well if you really believe this and how does that really play out in the decisions you make in your everyday life so kind of that mm, accountability I guess to my children um and then I mean Sue we've had fun talking about reaching out to neighbors I mean I've done things like canvas the neighborhood and invited people to bible studies or easter egg hunts or um you know and I've gotten a lot of no's or just indifference or that that's nice but we're not interested um but I don't I bet I don't give up on my neighbors. I still pray for them. Um, And I continue, my friend Ruth and I um, did a whole like evangelism training thing through with church. That was fun. And um, I've tried to always have like a list of a couple people that I pray for that I don't know if they know the Lord or not, or I'm pretty sure they don't. And I'm just praying for them to know the Lord. So, well, I, I agree with you. The main thing I'd like to be known for as well is letting people know that God loves them because that is the main thing. John three sixteen. did have someone see that Bible verse reference in our kitchen. And he said, I said, he said, what's that? And I said, well, you know, the verse that they have in all the football games, he goes, I know, but what does it say? He'd never, never heard it. He's 30 years old. Yeah. Yeah. There is a dearth of uh, scriptural knowledge and, um, Mm -hmm. but it's not just saying it as you well, it's showing the love of God. Uh, What changes maybe that you had to make to, Mm -hmm. um, to give this legacy either to your children or to, um, and I don't mean mm. just professionally, you know, you're a professional yeah. <laughs> evangelist, but uh, uh, because we're all uh, called to make disciples. Yeah. So what changes did you have to make perhaps along the way, or yeah. maybe there were some struggles yeah. in marriage or moving? Totally. Or did you have, or any yeah. obstacles that you had to overcome to help you pass well, on the legacy? I think, um, uh yeah i this is a great question sue i i think my short answer is um embracing um suffering and um awkwardness and discomfort and those are all different things but um to really demonstrate the love of god means sitting, I think, with people in suffering 
and not just trying to fix it or make it better or and there's no need to defend God or explain God but just to sit with the questions and I think that's hard um I think another that's just like in friendships when hard things happen my best friend's husband died Hmm. you know how what do you do there was there were no words he had a brain tumor he died like in six months and it was so fast three kids they had just moved across the country and there's no explaining god in that moment but just sitting with each other um we um have had a close person in our family identify as gay and um that made me face the ongoing discussion in our culture about um gay people and the church and how does the church love and enfold gay people who identify as believers and who are struggling with decisions that they need to make about what the bible says and how they interpret it and how they're going to live their lives with this reality and um i think for me that particular journey has caused me to have to re-look at what what does it mean to be a christian and what are the real orthodox truths that we have to believe as christians and what are a bunch of cultural things that we've just attached to it mm-hmm. and that's been painful and humbling and um but also so exciting to engage what the grace of god really means um god forgives uh so much of our brokenness that leads to our sin or our sin that leads to our brokenness. I'm not sure which came first. I think sin. Um, (laughs) That's created brokenness, which then leads to more sin to try to fix our brokenness on our, than our own self. Anyway, um, I guess I've been thinking like the things, sometimes our American evangelical Christianity that I grew up in, um, has a lot of things attached to it that aren't necessarily really all the gospel and maybe even more importantly just blind spots there's a whole bunch of things that we like this whole idea of suffering uh, of being willing to be uncomfortable for the gospel being you know being willing to live with less to not have to pursue financial stability the way that americans do to um be willing to lay down a career to do ministry, to be willing to move and live in an uncomfortable place, to be willing to have friends that maybe wouldn't be comfortable in your church. Well, just the um, whole thing about uh, lay down your life, deny yourself. It's mm-hmm. easy to talk about. It's easy to read it. It's harder to do. And are we willing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And it's everything, yeah, from just making the effort to invite people into your home um, when you're tired and you worked all day and you don't want to, or, um, or yeah, being my sister, you know, and her husband chose to live in a really different neighborhood than they would have normally probably lived in if they were just, quote, pursuing the American dream, unquote. Um, And they were really an example to me of um, 
thinking intentionally about every decision. Hmm. <laughs> Where should I live? What kind of car should I drive? How much money should I spend on clothes? I mean, you know, just lots of things that I sort of took for granted based on my upbringing. So would you say, think- would you say that your legacy is sharing the love of God? And then as you've faced different challenges, your legacy would be understanding uh, the grace of God and then transferring that as well. Yeah. I, yes. Mm-hmm. I, I hope so. Yeah. I hope it's, well, we all uh, hope so. Cause I, <laughs> I blow it daily. Uh, what wisdom as we close, would you like to share mm-hmm. with our welcome heart audience on making our lives count for something beyond ourselves? I was thinking about this. I think, I don't know, Sue, I feel so young and not wise, but mm-hmm. I think something I'm realizing is that your life already counts. Like God oh. created you. So your life already counts. Mm. And if we can dig into the fact that God already loves us, he already values us. We don't have to earn his love and his attention. The freedom that that can bring um, is what I would like to live out of the freedom then if I already God already embraces me, then I can do scary things because uh, my relationship with God isn't at risk. <laughs> it reminds me um, the one time I went to a therapist, I wished I could afford to keep going because it was so great. But he did say <laughs> that um, trusting God is like j- jumping off a cliff and finding out that it's only a curb. Oh, that's so good. Because, yeah, that was worth all the money. Because of God's love. Because of what you just said. I love it that you said, we already count. Mm-hmm. It was John Orberg who said, God relentlessly pursues us because all he's ever wanted was to be with us. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's a relationship. I think people get hung mm-hmm. up on the fact that it's a religion and I'm not a Christian or I don't mm-hmm. subscribe to your tenets or I don't believe mm-hmm. in the Bible, but we're talking mm-hmm. about a relationship and he just provided mm-hmm. the Bible so we could get to know him better. It wasn't yeah. a list of rules or do's and don'ts. It's mm-hmm. a book of relationship and a guideline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Is there anything else you want to close off with that I cut you um off? no this is really sweet Sue I love that you're doing a podcast about legacy I look forward to listening to all the episodes thank you so much and I want you to uh, provide a favorite recipe for our oh. audience which I will put <laughs> in the show notes and it can be oh something it can be something from Costco or from the right. old Campus Crusade cookbook, which I still use. Yes, right. Delectable. Oh, delectable. Yes, I, I still didn't use even it. I know they had one. I was going to say, I think it's just um, like Adele's Italian sausages sauteed up with some broccoli and onions. Okay, well, you still have to send me a recipe because I promise. <laughs> okay. All okay, right. my dear. Right. Love you lots. Thanks so much. Yeah. Bye bye.